See, I don't know. I don't know what rock and roll. Oh no, I broke it. No, I didn't. What? Why did you bring a kazoo? So many, so many, so many damn books. Stop that. <laughs> okay. Aren't you glad I'm back? Yeah, I'm glad you're back. You were gone. I was. Uh, welcome back to the show. That's Drew. Hi, I'm I'm Drew, and I'm alive. And I'm uh, Christopher, and there was no doubt to my <laughs> life. Um, and welcome to our 25th episode. Our our anniversary episode, too. Yeah, quarter of a century. Not yeah. Really. It's our birthday show, too. Yeah, it is our birthday show. We've been doing this for one year. We've been reading books for... Only for the last year. <laughs> yeah. Just I learned, learned how to how read. To read. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I like it. I like reading is what I've decided. What uh, about you? I mean, verdict's still out for me. I feel like we got to keep trying, you know. Yeah, we'll keep going. That's what we're going to keep doing. Yeah. We're going to keep um, using this wonderful new thing that we learned how to do. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll see where it takes us. Okay, well, I have a, a reading comprehension question oh, yeah. for you. All right. Uh, my question to you in honor of our show here is what was your favorite book that you read for the show? Hmm. Right? Yeah, we've read, we've read a lot of books on this show. Uh, officially, for the show, we've read 24 books. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. That's more books than the average American reader uh, reads. Yes, the average American reader, uh, if you're a woman, you are going to buy and read around 12 books a year. If you're a man, you're going to read and buy about one book a year. Yikes. Yeah, so step up, guys. We're doing our part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I guess I'm going to choose... Uh, Citizen, an American lyric, uh, which we read when we were talking with Well, Saeed Jones. Jones made us read that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he did, too. No, I'm it was, so glad he did. And it's that that's one of those books that still uh, hangs around. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, things happen in the news or even just in daily conversation. And that book rings in my head. Watching um, Serena Williams. Oh, gosh. That was interesting. That whole essay. I was just like, uh-huh. And um and clicking over to check on what Roxanne Gay was saying, like <laughs> yeah. and quoting pieces from from um, Citizen was so cool. Yeah. And I guess it's going to be a stage show now. Yeah, I'm very curious to see what that's going to be like. Me too. I'll be there. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, thank you very much, Saeed Jones, for recommending uh, Citizen. Yeah. How about you? Lyric by Claudia Rankine. Um, me. It's one of our least listened to episodes. Oh. <laughs> but um Can I, I guess? Sure. The Modiano? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no. No, Désolé. although I'm I'm interested in reading his new book though. Um No, I am I'm really glad we read for the show and discussed uh games in books oh. for Wolf in White Van by John Darnielle. 
he is that that book is one of those that has really really stuck with me and um i still very much want to play his the game that he made up for that yeah and i'm also just sad that that book didn't get more attention and it didn't become a breakout gigantic bestseller and i was surprised that it like didn't. a modern elephant man movie yeah i was surprised that it didn't pick up one of the major awards like the national book award it, it seemed wasn't like even it was on the short list yeah. yeah i mean it's crazy yeah. but reading that book is one of these if you can read it in one sitting do absolutely and it it has it had the same emotional effect on me that um reading a little life had uh by uh hanya yanagahara and now here's a time in the show where Where we check in with drew have you read it yet no but i've got it (laughs) i have it now but i can't read it right now because it's october Right. No, of course. It's not scary. Yeah. It is scary. I mean, it is scary. I was surprised, speaking of that book, to all of a sudden, like, a late-breaking Janet Maslin review in the New York Times. Yeah, after after Carol Ansha already panned it back in, like, April. Yeah. She was just like, (laughs) I just wanted to speak up. I also don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That one really was like, I get (laughs) that review by Janet Maslin. Um, was just like, I guess the, 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 the <laughs> there's kids. this book. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it, it felt like a kids in their rap music moment. Yeah. <laughs> These, those darn... <laughs> <laughs> those hipsters in their sad books. And their gigantic tomes. <laughs> no, I don't know. If you didn't like A Little Life, I think that is a total valid, understandable thing because it is not a book that you... If, if you're not connecting with that book, it is a very long... Yeah. And you will just start to hate it even more. And and also the turns of the plot are, if you're not on board, they start to feel off. I'm the one thing I will say that's nice about those two two uh, pans or at least shrugs from the paper of record is that I think it does make it easier for people to uh, be comfortable with not liking the book when Mm -hmm. like so many people love it. Yeah. A question that was posed to me um, after someone else read it was, does that, do you think this hurts its booker chances? And I think it comes down to a little life versus um, brief history. I think so too. Two big books, big books, very ambitious. mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think if you're going to choose which one is more ambitious, uh, it's probably, Marlon James, yeah, um, just because he's in, inhabiting and trying to like a bunch of different voices and a bunch of different viewpoints and more states of mind, yeah. Uh, then, but Yanagahara is also really elucidating an emotional state of being. But it's such like an open, honest, yes. Court like and pointing out yeah and pointing out that that its shortcomings as well as its strengths it's yeah. it's a it's an amazing book for that. Um, um, I wonder. I have two thoughts about this. One of them leads us into our next segment, so I'll say ooh. the other one first. Uh, I wonder if. I wonder if a little life, uh, is sort of been hobbled in its Booker chances 
because there is the concern that it will probably be a Pulitzer contender. Um, it could, yeah. And uh, you know, there's something a little weird about the idea of the Booker and the Pulitzer going to the same book. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it could be one of these things where it sets up like the the Grand Slam. Yeah. Like uh, the first ever, it'd be like uh, yeah. Yeah, winning both of those is just like her standing on top of a, a mountain yeah. of remaindered copy. <laughs> <A mountain of> <laughs> <laughs> um on the flip side if brief history wins the booker that'll be two years in a row that the tournament of books has not seen uh the booker winner Mm. oh yeah because usually there's sort of a not an auto bid but close enough for the booker and the national book award right yeah i mean you know we we definitely started this podcast partially because of the tournament of books we um, owe we owe our friendship to the tournament of books um but but i don't you know it's 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 funny we care a lot about it in a way that the literary community might not as much <laughs> um because i i think i don't know i think that the idea of an award being some sort of extra gratification. Like I enjoyed this book and it won an award. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, you know, what does an award mean for the public? Not for the author, but for us. Uh, So we've already checked out the book. You know, we've already read it. I guess who are you defining as the public there? Is it us or is it the, you know, the women who pick up 12 books a year, the dudes who pick up one? uh, You know, we, we are the, we're the public. Well, yeah. Where they're reading public, but that thing where like if you if you are picking up twelve books a year, uh-huh. you know you're picking up, and this is no disrespect, you're picking up whatever Oprah has chosen as her next book club pick. Maybe you're, you're talking about up, the average reader yeah. that's picking up twelve books. Yeah, you know, and like whatever wins the Pulitzer is at least going to be on your radar because you're like, oh, this is the best American book of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess maybe not so much. I yeah, guess. I don't. I, I I honestly don't know anyone who actually reads like that. Um, I think it's one of these things where, you know, it's like the the tipping point of. I was thinking about buying the book. I don't know, and mm. oh, it did win the Pulitzer. So all right, I'll 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 shell out for a hardcover. Oh yeah, that's you know, a thing. Yeah, I think it's it's sort of just like as far as selling books go, but. I guess there's a fun sort of sportsy thing of 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 predicting what can win, which is what we get into. Yeah, I, I think it taps into the same thing that, you know, happens every given Sunday or Saturday during the fall, depending on if you're a college or a professional football fan. Or it, both. Yeah. That thing of just like, all right, I'm gonna look at this and like based on my limited knowledge in whatever way, I think this. Let's right. see if I'm right. Couldn't, Am I a couldn't, wizard? Couldn't think of one football <laughs> team name there to put in. Oh, I was just trying to be broad. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you're just like one of those sports ball <laughs> <What>? groups. <laughs> yeah. Now let's honestly, you came here for the tournament. That's why you probably even started listening to our show and let's give it to him. You know, what is, what is on your list? Who is your, you know, Super Bowl hopeful? for the tournament this year there are a bunch of books that i feel like uh, in that you know in that sort of uh, betty the way. Auto bid way yeah that like there are books that are i think are gonna be in so 
picking yeah. three. Or yeah. three. Okay. Just three that I would like. Three. I'm choosing them in the way of I would like to discuss them with people. Mm-hmm. I think their themes are interesting and would be fun to talk about with other people. And um, and just I'm also sort of just thinking of stuff that was formally interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. First, like a very dark horse is Mark Z. Danielewski's The Familiar Volume One. Why do you think that's such a dark horse? I, you know, there was a lot of there's a lot of hullabaloo about it. People really enjoy it. I think in the same way that in the same way that. Uh, at the end of the day, the Ferrante got bounced last year where people were like, uh, but it's the third book in a series and like it uh-huh. only gets you so far. This is almost all set up. Mm-hmm. There, okay. And it, there's so much of it. And he does some really cool things and the typography and the actual construction of the book, all of that stuff would be very cool to talk about and some of the ideas, but like there's no payoff. Mm-hmm. There's not even the sign of payoff. Um. Right. Well, if you have 27 volumes planned. Yeah. That said, I think it in a lot of ways, I think it might be the most formally inventive thing to have come out this year. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Handler reviewed uh, House of Leaves. Yeah. Um, and he was saying, you know, it's a good ghost story almost in spite of the typography. Like it's he kind of was like, can you turn off the the fireworks and your strobe lights yeah. And just let me walk through the haunted house, which you've set up very well. Um, and so I can see I can see people just just saying like that is just too gimmicky. It's just too much. I mean, I think people have thing. already even said that not even knowing what the books were going to look like when it was like he's putting out a 27 volume serial novel. Like, OK. Yeah. And and I think the people that would normally check out his stuff are even kind of scared off by yeah what seems to be possibly like a 1.4 million page project yeah a like 15 year commitment yeah um all right let's go back and forth what's what's one of yours well um i talked about it i think for a second uh this book the life and death of sophie stark by anna north um it's one of these voices novels that i really really like where it's a chorus of voices talking about someone and that someone almost never speaks i think that's really interesting um and never uh has their viewpoint she obviously speaks um but i was very interested in the the conversation and the theme of the novel of what is genius what um what is artistic intent and does it matter and and can you can you be a a jerk and a bad person just because like does does your genius excuse that and some big question in pop culture right now right yeah and yeah i don't know i thought it was it was such an interesting book and such a such a strange uh novel um and also slim like it's one of these very quick reads um and a beautiful cover i just think it'd be very um i think it'd be very provocative to talk about with other people Um, what's your number two beetle bone by kevin barry oh yeah you've been crowing about uh, Barry I, on your Twitter. Oh man, I adore this guy. He had two collections of short stories that came out um, a couple of years back, and a novel called City of Bohan that won the Impact Dublin First Novel Award. Um, got decent notices in the UK. Didn't make a huge dent here. the The two story collections in the book were out from Grey Wolf, 
Mm-hmm. He made the jump to Double Day mm-hmm. and decided, okay, for my next trick, I'm going to write a novel featuring John Lennon in 1978 wandering around Ireland looking for the island that he bought several years earlier. <laughs> and it, he... It sound, that sounds fun. Is it funny? Oh, it's, it's hilarious. It's, it ends up being deeply moving. And um, his writing, he's the only writer who I can think of to describe this way. His writing feels alive in the way that nature is alive and sort of... It, it just doesn't seem human in a way. It just, it seems organic and to just kind of like go and there's mischief about it. It, it feels a little bit magical, a little bit incomprehensible. Oh man. I just, it, I hope it does great things both in the tournament and just in general. Cause he's an author who more people need to read. Right. Can you imagine if Bohan went against Danielowski? Oh my God. Uh, what's your number two? Number two now. Uh, so, Kelly Link's Get in Trouble. I've talked about it uh, on the show in the past, and I'm talking about it again now, because <laughs> it's, uh, it's a story collection, but it also feels like a picture of her world, and it's a fully realized, very strange, bizarre world that I just haven't stopped thinking about since I read it. It will po- pop up, and I'll... So in the way of like, you almost are, when you're describing it to someone, you kind of sound like you're saying something that happened to you, except for it sounds insane. <laughs> Short story collections don't always make it in. Yeah, uh, and, Alice Munro did, and it did not do well. Yeah, I feel like they struggle historically just because it's harder to, you can look at individual stories and love them, mm-hmm. but unless there's that linkage, like um, a visit from the Goon Squad or something like that. Where right. It's, a novel in stories. And I, and I think that this isn't, I think it could, it could go all the way because it's almost, almost a linked short story collection about, but because it's just like linked in the world of Kelly Link's mind. Yeah. Link, Link. She is one of the few, (laughs) she's one of the few people who really, you read one story of hers and you just know, like she has this world, all of this crazy stuff is there. Right. And you want to go back. Right. You almost, almost, you know, when you turn the page into the next story, it's not like, oh, it's, she's like recast the entire thing. It's more like she just spanned the globe and she was on one Mm -hmm. side of her world and now she's like putting her finger on the other side. Yeah. It's one of the few short story collections I find where you can really just flip to the next story. Mm Mm-hmm. No, and it's almost designed, it's designed to be read like a novel. It reads almost novelistically. And, uh, yeah, I think it would do really well in the tournament. Number three? Um, you Too Can Have a Body Like Mine by uh, Alexandra Kleeman. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing book. I've never read anything like it. Just, never. like, period. Nope. And she seems to just have no interest in some things that people really find like making her characters don't have this like internal machination mm-hmm. sort of thing they're they're sort of uh, i don't know they're types yeah rather than but then like their decisions make them into full characters but they still seem hollow because she's got points for all of them or or uh right and i mean i mean the hollowness some of the hollowness feels 
like the point in a way. Right. Well, it's it's a dystopian novel without yeah. without yeah. being so loud about being dystopic. It's dystopic. It's the the dystopia of the Dys- present almost. Right. Right. And I mean <laughs> just the idea of a Wally's. Oh my god. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> um it, in the book there are these uh there are these supermarkets where if like you, sort of Walmarty but a little more supermarkety. Yeah. And you go in and they've every day they change the place where the stock is. So you can't go in and be like, Oh, I'll go to the fruit section because it'll be somewhere completely different. And then the idea is it randomizes to to enhance your shopping experience so you can <laughs> find something that you didn't even know you were looking for. And uh, all of the workers are wearing giant like foam <laughs> heads, almost in like a creepy Disney World way of the like this young boy who is Wally. Mm-hmm. Who, in my mind, I like think of Bob, um, uh, the burger guy. Was you know Bob's Burgers? No, uh, that's not right, is it? What are you talking about? The um, the p- uh. The, the oh, the Burger Boy. Yeah. What's his name? Is it Bob Bob Big Boy? Yes, Bob's Big Boy. Yeah. There. We, okay. So I was almost there. One, <laughs> uh, like that sort of strange, like artificially 1950s happy face. I was kind of picturing. Um, do you know the uh, the video game Fallout? Mm-hmm. I was picturing the um, the guy, the Fallout, <laughs> oh, with the yellow yeah. hair. Um, she actually, we're gonna. You know, we're gonna let the cat out of the bag. She is our next guest. Yeah, we'll be talking with her uh, for episode twenty-six. So um, that's your homework. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, gosh, what's it's your, so good. What's your What's your third? I don't. Even, I mean, it's not even worth it. Like that should win. <laughs> no, um, my third book is actually. I think it would be really fun to see these two books up against each other. Um, the first Bad Man by Miranda July. I've. There's another one that I have already um, recommended on the show. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, uh, like we keep saying, it just has stuck with me. Um, I said this during w- my recommendation, but now and then I do want to just wrestle somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I see someone reading the book. I will just want to pin them to the ground. <laughs> they, Did you get to like, that part yet? <laughs> you get it. <laughs> We're joking. <laughs> uh, security. <laughs> what page are you on? <laughs> and then you just start <laughs> you, Yeah, them. you got to ask the question first. Um, so don't read it around me, obviously. Um, <laughs> but the, it's just an amazing book. And Miranda July w- is up to some of the sort of same things of like looking at, you know, does it, are we hollow inside? And what is that hollowness? And what's causing it? Mm. And, and what what can you do when you're feeling like you don't have control of your inner life? How can you, how can you refill it? Yeah. When, when I'm reading these books that show someone else struggling with those explorations, um, it definitely gives me the feeling of like that great feeling that literature has given me since I could learn how to read almost one year ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Should we do, should we have done this earlier? Does it matter? So it's a it's a fun thing too. We yeah, have uh, we have a we have an advanced reader copy of City on Fire, the uh, the big book of of the fall in a right. lot of ways. Yeah, no, this both is literally and metaphorically by Garth Risk Hallberg. Um, I'm in the middle of reading it, and I'm loving it. Um, it's an incredible book. It seems like it might it's a debut novel. The guy got 
two million dollars for it, two million dollar advance. It's a it's a doorstop, man. It's yeah, it's nearly a, pages, nearly a thousand pages. Um, and so lightly we, illuminated. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna send this to one of you people. Um, all you have to do, it's very easy, uh, is we're gonna we're gonna tweet about the contest. No, are we not gonna do that? No, yeah. There's a tweet right now. Twitter.com slash so many damn books. Yeah, and uh, just go and retweet that. And uh, make sure you're following us. And if you happen to be one of these people who listens to our show but doesn't have a Twitter, all you have to do is email us at so many damn books at gmail.com and, uh, and, you know, tell us why Say you hi. like the show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we will choose. Uh, choose one person. Yeah. Who will now have their own damn book to read. Yeah, and we'll we'll do all the business then. Okay. Yeah. Where are you? you buy you anything mean? recently? Oh. <laughs> it's a 25th episode. Woo! Uh... What did I buy? Um, I bought, so I'm a Patricia Highsmith fan. Yeah. And uh, she's got a, I can't remember the title of the movie um, that is based on her book. Uh, uh, it's somebody's name. Carol. Yep. Uh, it's coming out and it's based on a novel of hers called The Price of Salt um, that actually came out under her pen name, Claire Morgan, because at the time a lesbian erotica novel basically yeah. uh was not something that you wanted to sign your name to necessarily i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> um but i'm very excited because it's also supposedly written like a thriller cool um yeah i had no idea that that was highsmith until i think like today mm-hmm. um per uh will chancellor i actually he gave this to me it's not really a bot but still he gave me high as the horse's uh Bridles oh. by Scott Cheshire. Cool. Which is like that Western time travel book. Mm-hmm. And I've heard uh, really fun things. I like time travel. I like Westerns. I'm ready. And then I also um, I went to the Brooklyn Book Festival and there were so many things that I almost bought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up walking away with only one book, which I was proud of myself. And it's this book called The Wake by uh, yeah. Paul Kingsworth, I believe. Yeah. That... um. That's one that I hope is in the tournament too. Actually, it's written in in the language of like the 11th century, and yeah, he attempts to do sort of. And uh, from what I've heard, it's the first like 15 pages are real rough going, and then all of a sudden you just click. That sounds cool. Like the first time you see Shakespeare, where you're like, "What are they say?" And then, you're like, oh, right. Yeah, right. What never quite gelled for me in uh, in brief history of seven killings mm. with the uh, um, patois. Yeah. I was always struggling with that until the last page. Oh, also my, with the way my brain's broken, you know. You should. Um, there's a clip of Mark Rylance reading the first couple of pages. Oh, cool. Speaking of Shakespeare and guys who know how to like make you understand text that is not written in conventional English. I'm gonna add one more book I bought. Go ahead. One more. Uh, Bats of the Republic. Oh yeah. Um, it comes out. 
just came out. Um, and uh, last name Dodson. Zachary. Zachary Dodson. And it's, uh, it's an illuminated novel, whatever that means. And uh, I'm very, <laughs> very excited. It's, it's one of these things that you and I both love where it's like got letters and yeah. things you open. And I, think, I, think that's what it, uh, I think that's what illuminated means. Yeah, well, doesn't necessarily. I don't know. I think it's like illustration. I think in the in the olden time, it was just an illustrated, probably with gold leaf. Yeah. So uh, okay, so that's my stack. It's my um, stacks of wax. It's not wax. It's, it's paper. A, yeah, it's paper. The new Harper Perennial Olive Editions are out. Oh yeah, so you bought like a million books. Yeah, seven. I didn't have to buy all eight this year because I already had one of them. All right. Uh, Hit it. <laughs> Bridge over San Luis Rey. By, or Bridge of San Luis Rey by Thornton Wilder. Mm-hmm. Crazy Heart by Thomas Cobb. Alas Babylon by Pat Frank. It's the novelization of that movie? Other, other <laughs> way around. <laughs> Damn it, you got me. Um, uh, the, dis- the Dispossessed by Ursula K. Le Guin, which oh, is great. Cool. I've never read a Le Guin before, so I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful Ruins by Jess Walter. Oh, another Jess Walter. Yeah. Um, uh, and another Richard Wright, uh, Black Boy, his memoir. Oh yeah. Uh, am I missing one? I don't. That sounded like seven. Felt like seven. W- did Did you skip? Oh, Lit by Mary Carr. And did you skip any? Did you like? You're like not interested. Uh, I already have Tales of the City, by um, uh, Armistead Mopin. 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 He be Mopin. He be. <laughs> I'm going to cut that. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of the uh, California classics in California Bookstore Day two years ago. Uh, So you already have a special cool copy. Yeah. Have you read it? Yeah. I liked it. All good things. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ending with what you buy feels weird. (laughs) It's strange. Well, I don't know. We can... I don't know. We can put it somewhere else. Yeah. No, the magic of editing. Yeah. It doesn't have to come at the end. I'm good. We could put it at the beginning. I uh, I guess. God, is is that it? Well, we'll put. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Can uh, I, is the cake done? The birthday cake. I don't is get it. It's our birthday episode. I'm not following you. You don't smell burning. <laughs> <laughs>